0: Welcome to Healing the City uh, podcast. My name is Eric Seepin. If you hear uh, any kind of vacuuming sound, that's the outside blower blowing all of the garbage that came from a microburst and just knocked everything off the pine tree. Yeah, into- it's a mess out there. It is a mess out there. And with me is my beautiful wife, Susan Seepin. And she's looking carefully at the volume to see how she pops up on the
1: Because Eric's volume tracker is always like five times as big as mine, so I can't tell if I just need to holler more or what. Or maybe it all just comes out fine, because when I listen to it, it sounds fine. Oh, it does,
0: because we just fix the volumes later in post-production.
1: Post-production. That just sounds awful, but I'm glad there's someone who does it.
0: It's very easy. (laughs) Takes two minutes.
1: I'm glad it doesn't ruin your life. No. A terrible word.
0: Post-production? Yeah. Ugh. It's also that you talk over the top of your mic oh, and then I talk into my mic. I can do that. Oh, there you are. See, Then you?
1: it hits your nose. It's weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's good to see you. And uh, mm. we're going to talk about how you come to um, really understanding yourself and offering uh, a problem, per se, that that. You might want people to help you process.
1: Yeah. So, this is specifically related to the hot seat model or the table of decision that we talk about on here from time to time. Right.
0: It's a kind of insider. So, if you're not a villager, this is the process that we use to help people kind of understand how the gospel applies to different struggles in their life.
1: Yes. And I'm it, finding, figuring out what's happening in your life could be good in other situations too. Like if yes. you're sitting down. To journal, like we've talked in a couple of podcasts about uh, pro- journaling processes that are helpful for sorting yes. things out. Um, or if you're just answering the question, hey, how's it going? You know, those are places where sometimes we're not aware of how it's going or what what's really been bugging us lately or whatever. Um, but uh, we're also thinking in terms of if you're with someone and you have an opportunity to go through the hot seat model or if you're in a pilgrim group or some other setting where you could process something, uh, how do you find that thing that you want to process?
0: And probably what we would say the difference between these spiritual formation podcasts and and maybe our soul care podcasts is that in our soul care podcasts we're actually dealing a lot more with neurobiology Mm and these we're dealing more with processes that will uh, help you engage uh, the gospel. Not that your neurobiology understanding that doesn't do that. In fact, we head towards that too in those. But it's just kind of mm-hmm. taking it a different perspective. Um, and this w- is really kind of closed in on some of the more what we would call monastic practices of our community. The thing, the rhythms that we live in relationally. And, yeah, relationally, and mm-hmm. try that, try to do so. To get started. Uh, I guess I will do you want me to start yeah okay so one of the ways that I think it's best to begin this process is to break down your life a little bit and uh, so we have all of these what I would call external uh, things that we live in and experience life in so for instance there's a category in our life that's environmental how are we handling the environments that we live in and what I mean by that is our physical environments so, if we live in a small home that's uh, and it's often messy, that might create a certain type of anxiety or create more heightened um, kind of frustrations with things. Um, so that's it's just an environment that has impact. Or if the way our house is painted, or if we now in COVID are living in a house with our kids all the time and they're not going to school and our husband is working from home or our wife is working from home, so mm-hmm. we're always there all the time. That's an environmental stimulus, it's, so it's a good place to process. Well, how am I experiencing my environment?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's that's one uh, thing. Another one is our bodies themselves, like physically when I wake up does my back hurt when I you know how does that impact me um and what do I do I what's my Mm self-image do I think I'm fat do I think I'm skinny do I think I'm ugly do I think like what kind of identity statements based on my physicality do I have Mm -hmm. um so that's that's another one um you know, I I think an overarching one, but it but it can also just be a category is my spiritual life. Like, d- do I have regular rhythms in my life where I am spending time with God, where I'm engaging my community spiritually, or I'm engaging God, where I'm praying? If those aren't there, that's a mm-hmm. why aren't they there? What's happening? What what is it about me? So these are just good spaces to begin the process of thinking through your own condition. How do I experience my environment? How do I experience my body? How do I, so it is an experiencing question and you have to begin to articulate uh, what you think about those things and and maybe even how you uh, feel about them when you're in them. So you have to put yourself there. Um, I think the interpersonal category is important. Is just analyzing every relationship that you have. So even if your parents live in another state, What's my relationship with my parents like? Mm -hmm. When I reflect on my parents, how do I feel about things? If you're married, what, what kinds of, you know, how am I experiencing my spouse? What would I say is good? What would I say I struggle with? It's really just having a real honest analysis of the different areas of your life. So you've got your interpersonal, you've got your environmental, you've got your spiritual. Your emotions are a category. Like, how often do you feel, quote unquote, emotional? Mm-hmm. What places do you feel emotional about? What kinds of emotions do you tend to experience? Anger or fear or, you know, are they primarily secondary, you know, emotions like frustration or um, irritability or are they, do you tend to jump down to more primary ones like being afraid or... Um, having anxiety those kinds of things so just just saying this is who i am these these analyses are really just a helpful way um you know it's a helpful way when it comes to journaling it's a helpful way to thinking about when it comes to hot seat is just to to work on these categories um i'm trying to think uh, about the other categories that i tend to use in these but those are a good set to begin with Mm -hmm. you know and thinking about um so when you come to like in our community and you sit with a group of people and we're like, hey, we're gonna do hot seat, does anybody have an issue? The normal response is, well, I don't really have an issue or I, uh, or I have an issue, right? right. It's, it's either way, and if it's I have an issue, it's like do I really want to talk about that or not? But a lot of times it's like, how do I articulate my issue? Well, you can start, it's good to do this before you get to the group, mm-hmm. but you can start by just an, analyzing your emotional experience over the week what your relationship with your husband's been like or wife's been like that week or your kids. How you are
1: know. things going at work, I think, is an, yes, an important category.
0: Work, work is, a, is another category. It's funny, I, I don't think about it as much anymore that way because everybody's work is merged into mm-hmm. their home. Um, but yes, how do I experience my work in the sense of how do I experience it as uh, do I feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Do I Am I looking to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, do I how do I feel about the employees like what's you can and your of,
1: boss like the relational the components. relational
0: components to those things so you can begin to be good
1: and I think also uh, along those lines for people who are working as parents like that's your primary vocation at the moment um, that can be complicating because your work intertwines with your relationships with your kids and your spouse and the people around you and so i think it's important to be able to kind of separate that out a little bit and say my vocation right now is you know i'm tending to this house i'm taking care of these kids and training them and uh how do i look at that as separate from the relationships themselves at some level yes and make decisions about it that are work-related decisions
0: yes that's a good a good point um but yeah, so these are just, like when you think in these kinds of categories, really all it is is, I think what the challenge of the hot seat model is, and maybe the thing or, and the table of decision, this process that we go through, um, which by the way I put links on our last talk, so you can go to our last talk and look at the links. You can type in the hot seat model of the villagers online at, in Google. You can type my name, Sue's name in the hot seat, or you'll find these things. They're all over the place on the internet. So that's not a problem, but When you do this process, it is kind of confronting you with the idea of being intentional and that you're not intentional when it comes Mm -hmm. to thinking about your life. But like it's saying, hey, intentionality is important for this process to work and for you actually to be a whole person. You have to think about these things. A lot of times we just, we want to avoid it because each one of these does have an experiential and emotional kind of component to it. So
1: Yeah, and I think for some of us, we tend to think about these things, but we just ruminate over them, so we're aware of the negative, hard things in our lives, but we're not really dealing with them constructively. Others of us aren't even aware of them at all. Uh, some of us need to look at the span of our lives and say, hey, this thing over here is working really well, and I'm celebrating that intentionally. Yeah. So I think there's both the positive and negative. When we're thinking about hot seat, we're looking at stuff that's not working right. specifically, but I think it's good to... Give a shout out to, hey, (laughs) there's good stuff happening too.
0: Yeah. Well, I think environmentally, like let's just say, most of the time we spend our life trying to numb ourselves out to the reality that things are broken Mm -hmm. in every single area of our life. And Jesus tends to invite us into that brokenness. This initial analysis is not to get all the way through that. This initial analysis, like think about your environment. Okay, well, especially with COVID, there, there's definitely a sense that you could, you know, people are actually remodeling a lot because mm-hmm. they're finding that their environment is difficult for them to be in, seeing the broken thing, mm-hmm. wanting something different. Um, and so even that, just saying, I am not experiencing my environment in its most optimum, is a thing that you can process because you can then go through the hot seat and t- begin to talk about, well, what is your core experience of your environment? What does it produce? Mm-hmm. And then begin to w- easily work through a process because what happens in that process is you begin to figure out how you actually numb out to those things. That's what we're trying to get you. So one of the the, the mechanism with which you use to avoid the feelings and experiences that you are confronted with on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I think uh, what's significant with the hot seat itself is a lot of times if we are in a setting where th- there's room for it um, and it's uh, there's an opportunity to uh, have that experience, um, our tendency is to want to find something that's good enough for the hot seat. Right. You know, you want a big enough problem or something that makes sense to you as an issue, but sometimes it's the little stuff that's really the most effective. And I've been part of hot seats that were just this, you know, hey, this weird thing happened today with strangers, you know, like i it wasn't, it's not my normal, it's not a normal pattern, it was just something weird that happened. Um, I got cut off in traffic and I was so mad, I couldn't get over it, that kind of thing. Um, is actually a really good hot seat it doesn't look like a big life issue um but it often connects to deeper things and wider things that are actually in play in other areas of our lives so i think the little weird stuff is great and the big stuff that we're just wrestling with on a daily basis that's good too
0: yeah i i that's that's the beauty of all of it Uh, and i i think um Well, I was thinking while you were talking that, uh, every, because life, because we talk about life being an event, everything, every moment of your life is an event and that's what we're looking for. So there are tons of events, right? Good and bad. Um, but I was thinking about the reason that we would look at our environment and our spirituality and our emotions and our relationships and our work sphere and all that is because each one bears burdens and in Matthew 11, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tells us thirty. through thirty explains to us that that we are to bring our burdens to God and to give them to Him and His yoke and His burden is light. Like and that is what we're learning is this exchange that that we're carrying huge burdens mm-hmm. into our workplaces, into our homes, into um, our relationships. And the, the relationships themselves, the work themselves, these become these burdens. Jesus invites us to hand them to him so we can look at him. Because part of having them lightened is to look at them and have him say, here's the perspective that you need to have. Here's my perspective, which is so much lighter. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this whole process is. So so understanding that every event that is negative brings a burden that you add to your shoulders. Um, You just for a practical sense, went through, you led your group through a exercise that I thought was really interesting, um, and might be helpful for people to do.
1: This was in a pilgrim group years ago, probably at least five years ago. Which makes me
0: think we should do it more.
1: (laughs) And I've kind of had a hard time re-accessing this exercise, but it, it was really helpful at the time. Um, And it's basically, uh, it's really simple. You just have everybody grab a piece of paper and draw uh, spokes out of a center point. So straight lines on the page uh, coming from a center point on the page. And uh, give a title to each line. So pick maybe six categories um, in life, like work, relationship with spouse, relationship with kids, relationship with you know, whatever. Right, so
0: you could you could do this in a whole different way. You could do it like relationship and then have all your different relationships.
1: Right. It could just be work, relationships. Um,
0: Spousal relationships. Yeah. Uh, children.
1: Uh, yeah. It kind of depends on how those things are breaking down in right, your life, right? The,
0: right. However the leader decides to to break it down, you can do the spoke thing.
1: Uh, but picking different categories. Uh, church. It could be my spiritual life my physical life, different, just different categories uh, that seem to kind of span the uh, these parts of life that people are in and experiencing. And then have everybody uh, pick a point on the line, like where is that for me? You know, uh, am I feeling really good about work? Then pick a spot at the top of the line toward the outside. Uh, work is so bad and horrible things are happening there would get a mark closer to the center of the wheel of spokes and um, do that for each line. My relationship with this person is, you know, where, where am I feeling like I'm, I am, we are on that line. How is my relationship with my environment going or, um, whatever the different spokes and, uh, Just mark a spot on each line and then uh, connect the lines. So you kind of see what the circle of your life is looking like. Is it a circle? Is it a starburst? You know, are some parts of your life just like off the charts good and other parts are so bad that they didn't even make it on the page? Um, And then in the spots that are on the lower side of the line that aren't doing so well, pick an event or two and say, well, this really characterizes what's been happening in this spot. Like I keep having these arguments with my boss, that would be something on the work line. Um, And then that's an easy thing to throw into a hot seat conversation. And you don't even have to know where it's going to go. You just say, hey, I have something. I've been getting into all these arguments with my boss at work. And then the group can help you you know shake out okay what is a good what's an event that really characterizes that and then go from there um or yeah
0: which is a big deal for us in that we we really the question that we like asking is what is an event that characterizes it because a lot of times you know we we generalize about how we're experiencing things but for us to move through those things we have to give actual events that uh, demonstrate the experience Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of process through what Jesus is telling you, where the enemy is talking to you, what kind of emotions you're having, what kind of lies you believe, and how to apply the gospel to that.
1: And that will apply to a lot of the other events that are happening in that space. Yes. You know, one argument with the boss will generalize to the other ones um, You know, what you discover about what you're believing and how you're engaging?
0: Yeah, yeah, and so I mean that's that's really how you go about it. I mean, I usually would encourage. I love that exercise. I think we should make it part of the village, you know, teaching people mm-hmm. how to to get there, and, and even just as an exercise that you're doing on a regular basis in pilgrim groups. But I also think you know, just on a personal level, if you're not in a pilgrim group, that's a good exercise. But also maybe journaling. You know, just put on in your journal environment, and then begin to just talk about how you experience your home, mm-hmm. you might, and maybe go room by room and talk about how you experience your house, or and and you can bring in like the the noise of your kids, the the presence of people, the ways that the walls are done, the cleanliness or not cleanliness, your backyard, like you can begin to have a just that, and then you get like, oh wow, like. I really enjoy where I'm at, or whoa, like this is actually a hard place for me to be every day, and so this is partly why I'm feeling Mm -hmm. depressed or not able to really articulate how I'm doing, and then you can begin that process. So I think journaling about these different spots help you to begin to think about them, Mm -hmm. and there is something you know from the neurobiological sense of when you write. Down things, your brain is doing something. There's something that happens between the word and the brain, and that is that's actually helpful and healing to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I think. Do you have any else things to say about this? You got more stuff to throw into the mix here.
1: Well, the other piece of this that's not actually about finding uh, particular events or you know difficult things to. Talk through with somebody or write about. Uh, maybe has to do with with just being willing to jump into that place and um and let people offer that to you. And I don't know if that fits in this um in this particular podcast or not. But I feel like that's another piece of it. Is another reason that I wouldn't uh, take the opportunity to be hot seated. Uh, is it's just. I feel like I, you know, there could be a range of reasons for that with with different people. Uh, right. Like for me, it might be I don't like to inconvenience other people. And I might have something that I know I really need to process with somebody, but I don't really feel like I'm worth their time or the inconvenience that it's going to be for them to ask me good questions and listen to me and value me in that way. But I think there are other Maybe other reasons that come up for people as well.
0: Well, and I think underneath what you're saying, and it's probably the truth for all of us, is that any kind of healing requires vulnerability. Yeah. Any kind of vulnerability um, means that we might be misunderstood mm-hmm. and and not taken seriously or or cast off. And so, you know, it, it does all. Everything always goes back to that moment when Adam and Eve were caught um, with in their sin and, and with the realization of their nakedness. And it no longer was without shame right? Um, because of their disobedience. And so we all have to go through that to find healing. And mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable because yes, it's a metaphor, but it feels basically like you have taken all your clothes off and you're going to sit with a bunch of people who have their clothes on mm-hmm. and have to talk. It, that's just just to have a normal conversation is that's terrifying yeah so i think that's the that's what people are experiencing they articulate it differently like you articulate not wanting to inconvenience people that kind of thing um for me it's often not thinking that i'm going to be understood or be able to communicate the way i actually feel and Mm -hmm. so i'll be misunderstood um or people will say i feel a certain way um because they heard me say it but that's not really how i felt. So it's vulnerable. Yeah. being misunderstood. So yeah, i think we all have different reasons for it or it just produces so much anxiety. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, hot seating why I won't want to be hot seated is probably. <laughs> a good, right. A I good mean process. As
1: we talk about this, i just think oh, that would be a good conversation to have. Right. Uh either just individually with friends like you know, here's, I've realized that I don't talk to you about these things for these reasons um, or in a small group kind yeah. of context to Agreed. kind of hash that out, process it, and have it on the table because it probably is different for different people, but maybe stems from that same vulnerability piece. Yeah,
0: definitely. I actually think this is a good spot to end. I mm-hmm. think this is very good, very helpful, even to me as we've been talking, which I love about this is that it, Ideas start popping back into my head, and I get excited about what God has done and taught us. So, yes, I'm excited to continue this conversation, and I love doing it with you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to us. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Healing the City podcast with Eric and Sue Siegel. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.